What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button, like, comment, let us know what you think about the episode. If there's questions or a particular topic or guest you'd like to have on, we're always checking the comments on YouTube. Love to hear from you guys and then be able to take your suggestions and work them into future episodes. Today's episode actually came from a suggestion we got from you guys. Um, We've got a message to have Cody on, and uh, you might know Cody from his time at Firepunk or his new business. Business, but we wanted to have him on to talk about fabrication, how he designs amazing setups for trucks, and where you know, where the inspiration came from to go into this line of work. I know there's a lot of you out there that are interested in fabricating, welding, being able to create works of art that are also functional. So we're really looking forward to being able to chat with him today. Before we get to it, though, I want to give a shout out to a couple of our sponsors. The first is ATS Diesel. If you're in the market for a turbo kit. Um, transmission upgrades, tons of other parts for your either old diesel truck, new diesel truck. Make sure and head on over to ATSDiesel.com. Check out what they have, their phone number, email, um, chat. It's all right there on their website. So if you have questions, need to know about your particular setup, definitely reach out to them. They're more than happy to chat with you. also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Kershaw Knives. If you go to Kershaw.KAIUSA.com and use code 23Diesel20, you get 20% off site-wide. So it's a great way to save some money, get some really cool gear. If you're looking for something for EDC around the house, job site, glove box, hunting, fishing, anything like that. They've got a ton of new products for 2023. Um, we did an episode with them earlier this year. It was really cool to hear about the innovation and the feedback that they get from their customers to create new lineups. One of them is the Duralock models, which are really nice. The opening mechanism keeps your fingers away from the blade when you open and close it. They got a bunch of different um, types of blade um, designs, handle material designs, and the blade's made out of D2 still, which is really cool. So if you're in the market, head on over, check out their site, use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. All right, let's get to today's episode with Cody, chatting with him about fabricating, how we got started, how we turned it into a business, where he finds the inspiration to create really beautiful works of art for, for trucks and diesel engines, but then also making them functional. Cody, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm uh, <clears throat> definitely looking forward to chatting with you today. We had a listener reach out and say, hey, man, you got to get Cody on the podcast. I want to know more about his fabrication, the stuff he builds. So I'm looking forward to learning yeah. about where you started, where you're at now. Um, ask you some questions from somebody who's interested in getting into that side of the, you know, so that, that side of the business and, and looking for some tips. So welcome to the Diesel Podcast. Yeah, man. Well, hey, Patrick, thank you for having me. Uh, I've, I've listened to your guys' podcasts and show a good bit. Um, had a couple of good friends on it as well. So uh, just glad to be here. Um, but yeah, like you had said, um, I guess I can kind of start with, uh, you know, some of my past um, and kind of go from there. Yeah. Take me back to the, take me back to the beginning when you decided you wanted to fabricate, build things, how you got started out. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, I won't try not to uh, uh, go on a trail too much, but um. Yeah, so uh, I kind of, you know, grew up in a family that, uh, you know, was really heavy into motorsports. My grandfather owned a car dealership and always seeing his, uh, you know, some of his guys that worked for him, some of their toolbox and stuff. I was just blown away by what, uh, uh, you know, what people can do with their hands. Um, it's really, it's kind of portrayed, you know, a lot more nowadays uh, as far as what I do full time now. And um, so long story short, uh, got into that. Um Went to college uh, through a, a John Deere program, uh, was heavy into tractors, uh, pulling, tra- pulling tractors. So that was kind of the starting to everything, uh, being on a farm and stuff. I'm sure you know, uh, you're you're always fixing stuff, always welding stuff. And that's kind of where I started to get uh, a little bit of the tick at 
I mean, I never went to school for welding. My, uh, my high school, uh, you know, they had, we had weld shop um, and I was in the, the power sports diesel uh, side of it. And just at the time, uh, wasn't crazy big into welding. Um, and then uh, I ended up getting an opportunity to uh, work at a, a place called Jeans Machine Shop um, down in uh, Southern Ohio. And, uh, you know, um, Brent, uh, former uh, boss there, um, and a, a good, uh, his right-hand man, uh, still to this day, uh, Dan Lyons, he, um, you know, kind of took me under his wing, uh, got that, uh, engine dyno there. Um, so was able to kind of get my hands, uh, kind of, or kind of get my feet wet in, uh, you know, engines, all that kind of stuff, everything that kind of pertains to, you know, the full package, uh, and, um, working back, uh, by Dan, um, you know, it started welding just little bungs, just little fixing, fixing small odds and ends, um, started doing that. And from there, um, you know, I was full time there by any standard. Um, but it was something at that point that like, I was, I had a welder, uh, I was looking to just do more and build stuff, uh, build, uh, build a second gen swap kit on, uh, my old, uh, 2006 Dodge that I had. And that was kind of the first thing that I built, built a down pipe and a charge pipe. And I was like, man, like, this is cool. Like you make this stuff look cool too. <laughs> and, uh, from there, uh, and seeing a lot of that at jeans machine shop and seeing what Dan could build. He was, a, he's a, I mean, he's a, one of the best fabricators to this day that I know, um, you know, being able to, uh, he always told me that, uh, it's not how good of a, you know, a welder you are, like you can, anybody, you know, majority of the time people can pick up a torch and weld. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's just kind of nature of it, but the fabricating part of it is where, it kind of changes dynamic, um, you know, being able to overcome mistakes and stuff. Like I kind of, uh, it just intrigued me a lot. So, um, leading that over into, uh, everything, uh, uh, we'll kind of get into it. Um, up, uh, I worked at, uh, from there, I went to a shop called, I'm sure a lot of people know a uh, firepunk diesel, uh, over here in plain city, Ohio. Um, you know, I live about 45 minutes from, uh, from Levon and the guys over there. And, um, Man, it's almost, uh, and then I guess just to get it out there and, uh, it's honestly not something that's even really up, you know, I haven't made public or anything. Um, but about six weeks ago, uh, we, uh, ended up splitting ways, um, all, all for the right reasons. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was time for me to grow, um, on my own. It's something that I'd always, you know, I have a bunch of friends and, uh, had made a lot of, a lot of shops. I mean, you know, Derek Rose, Ben Shaddy, uh, a lot of these guys, um, man, they really, uh, they've, uh, they've had my back since kind of day one, I guess, even, you know, even on, I mean, Levon's given my, giving me my wings to fly. And, um, that's kind of, uh, you know, the rough start kind of to where it's at, but, um, yeah, man, getting, uh, when I got to Firepunk, it was kind of funny. Um, I started just as a tech, um, I, I wasn't quite sure when I left Gene's machine shop, uh, what a hundred percent I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to still motorsports. I knew through and through, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, there's, you, you aren't going to take that away from me. I mean, I don't care if it was working for $2 an hour. Uh, that's just, that's what I wanted to be in. So, um, one thing led to another and, and uh, at the time, um, Levon, uh, that was in, whew, uh, 20, in 2017, 2018, um, when, yeah, it would have been 2017, uh, when I started, I was my, when I started in there, uh, I was a weekend and they asked me if I need, if they were looking for somebody to weld a, a small tab or something. And I was like, oh yeah, like I honestly kind of really didn't even mention that I was a welder or knew how to weld uh, when I started there. So just for reference and 
yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll weld it. No problem. And uh, that kind of started a entire train effect of what was to come in the next, you know, five years or so. Um, man, we, uh, we grew a uh, Lynn or uh, Lynn is LeVon's older brother. Um, we, uh, man, we built a lot of cool stuff. Like we started just me and him in a, a little corner of the main shop there. And man, we grew it into something that was, uh, just hard to believe looking back at now, to be honest. Um, you know, we, uh, the S 10 was a big thing for us. Uh, you know, I crewed me and, uh, me and Larson are still extremely good friends. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we shared a lot of memories on that working on it late at night and, uh, whatnot, but, um, the, the welding, I guess I'll kind of get back to the main part of it. Um, the welding and stuff, uh, man, it just kind of took off, uh, a profound day or necessarily when it started, um, was kind of that, uh, you know, when they needed a tab weld it late at night and that's, that's kind of the rest is history from there. Um, we started, uh, going, man, started doing some four link kits on some trucks. Uh, you know, Lynn kind of was helping me a, a little bit on some of that stuff. And, um, you know, I saw some guys on the internet, you know, uh, heavy into Instagram and all that, all the, all the social media side of things. And, um, there was a, there was a guy, uh, his name's Dabs Wellington, just, uh, it pretty profound in my memory, as far as, uh, the getting better, uh, at, you know, the TIG process. Um, cause it's, uh, it's a finicky girl for sure. Just, uh, as well as, you know, like, uh, I know me and you were talking, you said you were kind of getting more and more into it. So, um, you know, like I saw what he was able to, how he was able to manipulate a torch and, uh, you know, really, I mean, create all these crazy things. And I'm like, man, like that's, uh, that's really cool between him and, uh, Jesse James, honestly, call it uh, cliche or whatever you, whatever you will. Um, man, I just, I saw what those guys can do with their hands and what they can build. Um, and like that, just that, that clicked in me. Um, and from there, the rest is history. Like, uh, you know, man, I would stay LaVon, LaVon gave me the keys to the shop and, uh, man, I would, I'd sit in there till, two, three, four in the morning, um, just welding. Uh, I mean, what exactly, not particular, and I was just practicing. Uh, I wanted to be great at it. And, um, you know, something, the cool thing about welding, I think, uh, that I think takes a little bit of a certain person to be interested in, um, or to get started and want to do it full time. Um, you know, it's something that you'll never, uh, perfect. Um, you, you're always learning with it. And I think that's a really cool aspect to it. And, uh, that's kind of what clicked with me. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, it's kind of the, the general backstory to what it, uh, what it's became. Um, and yeah, ended up, I guess for reference, uh, I ended up, I've had my own company for a couple of years now. Um, just haven't taken a real full time and it, it was time. Uh, one X precision is, you know, my company name now. And, uh, yeah, we're just looking at growing stuff now. There's a lot of cool aspects to everything that you mentioned and there's so many different directions that i could go with questions I for know, <laughs> one of them is yeah no that's kind of a ramble but one of them like because there's so many parts that interest me about it like um you know we had chatted a little mm -hmm. bit about before the podcast and i was telling you, you know, i don't know the first thing about welding about fabrication um i've just paid attention to diesel trucks for 15 years or a little bit longer and i've started to see yeah. that the progression of it you know it we kind of went through all these phases of wheels and tires, lift kits. Then we went to power. Then we went to a thousand horsepower, then 15, then 2000, yep. then 2,500. And there's all these innovations that are going on with tuning and, um, you know, clutch pack material and billet shafts and suspension and then weight. And now these guys are taking these engines, these billet blocks, and they're putting them into pro mods and all that kind of stuff. But 
I had mentioned doing a podcast with Dustin Sterling a few months back with a C10 that he put a Duramax yeah. in, and he said, "My one of my main goals with this thing was to have the engine bay be symmetrical." And he lifted the hood, and it was on the podcast. And I'm looking at it, and yeah. it just clicked. And then I had also mentioned seeing a firepunk um, TikTok where the hood came up on a truck, and there's a turbo and all the piping yep. and everything. And I'm like, this is a whole other level of automotive that I've never really paid attention to, but I know guys like yourself and the people you mentioned yep. have for a long time. And I wanted to bring attention to it because we think of these trucks and what they cost, how much money we put into them, how fast they go, the power, the innovation, all those things. And we want to separate our truck, the build. And yep. I'm really curious about the creativity side of it. Where does that come from when you're fabricating yeah. something? How does that well kind of walk me through that process as best you can of just coming up with a vision yeah. for it? Man, it's uh, I don't know how many times I've been asked that question, but it's enough that um, every time I think about it, it's uh, it's almost a little bit different of an answer um, in some sort in some form. Uh, but you know, you mentioned uh, like Dustin's truck, uh, and you know. My, my biggest thing that I always tried to do was um, I, I think a lot of it just comes off the mind. Like I, I spend a lot of time just uh, just looking like some people call it mindlessly scrolling uh, on social media. And it is to a point. Um, but man, that helped me drastically. Uh, just Internet searching like, uh, man, there's so many different uh, forms of motorsports. I mean, you have everything over in Europe to you have, you know, F1 to, uh, you know, uphill uh uh, you know, off-road buggies, complete rock bouncers, call them, and um, just complete opposite ends of the spectrum. But at the heart of it, uh, everything's all built with a welder. I mean, give or take composites, all that kind of stuff. But, um, and they all have certain little niches, certain little, uh, you know, details. Um, like I, I'm good friends with a couple guys in Australia uh, and they have, have different little pieces that they use. I'm like, holy crap, how have I never thought of that? Um, but I think to answer your question as best as I can, um, Man, I, a lot of it comes down to, uh, at least for me, it was, is talking to the customer, like, you know, what do you see? Um, what do you, what do you want to see? Because at the end of the day, that was a, that was a, it's a big part of it for me. Um, that's why I got into it was, man, I wanted it not to look like anybody else's. Like when you pop that hood, like you were mentioning, uh, on, uh, you know, a good, a, a truck that I did at firepunk, um, that that's the whole, that was the, he's like, I want, when you open this hood, people are just mind blown of like, what's going on. You got these massive turbos in there. Um, you got electronic wastegates. You have all this billetness. Um, everything's tucked away. Uh, and a lot of that just comes from, um, honestly, uh, staring at it. I'll sit. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of nights that I can recall. Um, I'll sit uh, on the ground in front of a project, and uh, I won't have anything. I won't have headphones in. I won't have a phone around me, and I'll just stare at them. Um, I know it kind of sounds dumb almost, but it's like, well, uh, you know, maybe I can run this tube this way or run it this way or do this. Um, it, you just, it, it takes a lot of brain power to do. I, I won't lie. Like I, I've lost a lot of sleep over some projects before. Um, but just having that create, I, I think you have to be a creative person to do it, uh, in general. Um, you know, I've always tried never to do the same thing twice. I, I know that kind of sound, I mean, you're always going to have some sort of doing things twice. Um, but just a little bit of a different twist or a little bit of a different, uh, you know, idea or layout behind it, man, it really goes far. Like seeing a customer pop their hood for the first, uh, Stuart Ingraham was a, 
not to I guess name drop, but um he had a uh, uh, an F three fifty a Fummins truck uh, at the shop, and um, that was one of the first larger projects that I took on, and um, you know like watching him open that hood for the first time, and he, he just he was mind blown. He's like, holy crap, like that you guys exceeded expectations, and like man, that's just that uh I'm like from here on out, well, I, I want that reaction every single time. Um, it just it makes the customer feel great. And honestly, it makes me feel good too. Like, uh, you know, I, I use their money uh, as best as possible. And I gave them something that I'm excited to look at. They're excited to look at. Everybody's happy. Um, and, you know, I think uh, that's where the custom side of it really, I guess I, I pertain to like uh, building to the person. Um, Cause everybody's going to have different clicks. They want some guys want powder coated. Some guys want raw material, you know, raw form stuff. Some guys want, uh, you name it. I mean, the, the, the abilities and what you can do are endless. Um, it's just how much you think about it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's, uh, I think that kind of answers it for the most part, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a topic I think we can go on to, we can go on for hours on, but, uh, yeah, at the heart of it, I think you gotta be a creative person and, um, you gotta spend time in it, uh, or just, you know, it, it takes time. Um, and that's, that's another part of it, but we'll get into later. How do you balance the functionality within the creativity? Um, man, we should, we, I think we should voice Levon in for this one for sure. Uh, but no, um, we, we, should, I, I will, I'll be the first to admit, um, it's a struggle. Uh, it really is because, um, you know, some there, there's a group, there are people out there. There's a lot of people out there. Uh, they're just like, I, I don't care how long, or, you know, I don't care how long it takes. I want the, I, I want the best and coolest thing possible. And that's great. Um, I, I love doing that. But also there's the functionality guys um, that, you know, I, I love pertaining to, too, because there, you can make it. I, I, I was able to start kind of getting into that uh, or not just starting getting into it. But um, I was able to kind of work myself into that because, uh, you know, you can work yourself into a hole either which way kind of, um, you know, you can be like, oh, I'm just going to do the custom kind of show car-y side of it. Um but a lot of what I did um, and what I still do, it's on race cars. Well, if you know much about race cars, like you're working on them all the time. And um, a lot of it, it, it was trial and error on a lot of stuff like, you know, hey, does does this work? Um, do, does it hold up over time or is it too flimsy or is it too, uh, does it move around too much? Do we need to beef it up? Do we need to brace it? Can we take weight out of it? Because at the end of the day, light race cars is where it's at. You want your car as light as you can. So that's where you can get a titanium stuff. You can get into hard lining stuff. Um, and as far as finding a heavy or a, a good balance with that, I think uh, that's still something I'm on the hunt for a little bit. Um, but I think uh, just being open with the customer. I, I mean, that's that in itself right there. Like ask them what they want. Hey, do you want, you want to try to make, you know, uh, do you want to make this, as quickly as we can. And, uh, just so, you know, you can make this race and not aesthetically. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you always have to, regardless of either which way you have to hold yourself to a certain standard of quality. Uh, I, that's something that I will hound on every single day. Um, it doesn't matter if I'm rushing in between rounds, you know, just, of fixing a, a repair, you know, repairing something. Um, the processes are going to be the same. Uh, that's something that I learned, uh, you know, I've learned the hard way, not cleaning stuff, uh, 
trying to cut little tiny corners just to cut a little bit of time out of it. Cause so I'll be honest, um, it's a time consuming, uh, um, job or, uh, you know, uh, ability. Um, and you have to, you, you just kind of have to say, have to stay true to it on yourself, I think. And, um, but yeah, uh, I think, uh, there's, there's goods in both of it and, uh, there's some negatives out of it too. But, um, for the most part, I think, uh, communication with the customer, man, that's, that's number one key and finding, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, think for the most part though, you know, you're just gonna, it takes time, trial and error, like I'd said. So I think we'll, uh, we'll leave it with that. And with time, I'm thinking about it in sort of a different way, like timelines or uh, <laughs> deadlines, I guess I could call it cool. is. Yeah. You're, you're getting some good ones here for that. So. <laughs> How does that factor into it? Cause when I think of when I think of racing or I think of custom applications, I mean, ideally you'd want to take all the time that you need to create something, but in motorsports, there's so many other things going on with the engine, yeah. the body timelines, races, shows, things like that. How does that impact the whole process? Um, well, I think, uh, it depends a lot on the person for sure. For one, um, as far as, so I'll just, uh, is, me being uh, how I was, um, you know, if it didn't matter the timeline, to be, I mean, it will, we'll get into it, but, um, it didn't matter the timeline for me. If, if I had a good idea in my head, um, or, uh, man, this, this will be, this will be, this will look killer on the truck or on the car or whatever. Um, man, I'll, I'll, I'll burn the, I'll, I'll, I'll burn the midnight hour, midnight hours until it's done. Um, you know, to some extent, uh, you know, everything's okay in moderation. Uh, I, you know, just to say that, but um, I'm definitely, uh, definitely guilty of burning a lot, lot of hours to get uh, projects done in a timely fashion. Um, am I saying that's the correct way to do it? Nope. Uh, I, you know, I'll admit it. Uh, but at the same time, like growing in the craft and growing in the industry, like it, it's inevitable that that's going to happen. You're going to get put on timelines that you just, you, you have to hit. Um, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And man, like, uh, you know, for uh, for a truck that a lot of people are familiar with, uh, the UC uh, Justin Ziegler's uh, Pro Street truck. Whew, that was uh, that. You know, for instance, um, you know, I was uh, in charge of getting that truck together, and man, like those deadlines, those are hard to hit. Uh, they are, but I think planning your processes out and um, for for instance, you know, I knew, uh, you know, did a front half on the truck to whole different turbo kits different you know we had a, a twin turbo kit for it and we had a single turbo kit for racing um we had all these different parts and pieces that had to go together um but i also knew and throughout the years of doing it that i knew i wasn't going to tear everything back out when i still had things to you know little knickknack stuff to weld on to the chassis uh so i pulled it down i think a week and a half before we needed to go testing if that i think maybe four days um and painted it and put it all together. And it went, the process of putting it together went 10 times easier than if I would have pulled it apart when I thought I had everything welded, um, man, making a good list, sticking to your list, trying to stick to your plan. It's inevitable that it's going to go off course. Just, I don't care how perfect of a plan you have when it comes to fab and, uh, racing, it's going to go wrong. Uh, something's inevitable not to, you know, go as planned. And you just have to take for what it is and being able to 
on the fabrication side of it, uh, being able to um, fix problems in a methodical way and not rushing them um, is something that comes with time. But man, it uh, once you kind of hone in on that and just if you take another minute longer to think about it, another five minutes longer to think about it in the long run, it might save you three hours um, or four hours or a day. I mean, you might get everything together and be like, oh, crap, I, I completely forgot about that because you just ran in and did it. Um, and man, I, I've seen and been on both sides of that. And I think finding that, uh, yeah, finding the balance in it, um, you know, is something that's hard. Um, and start, I guess that kind of answers the, um, you know, the, how to or uphold timelines now creating timelines with customers. That's a whole nother one. Um, and I'll just kind of dabble in that some too. Um, it is hard. Uh, it's by far the it's by far the hardest uh craft or um you know a shop or you know a fabrication shop is probably the hardest to um to schedule simply because of all the unknowns um for instance it could be completely fine and then i go to buy some uh vibrant hd clamps uh, just for an instance and uh they're all out of stock of them and they don't have a they don't know when they'll be restocked in the next four months and you're like oh my what am i going to do now yeah so, or chromoly is another prime example. I mean, man, it, we went through a, that all the COVID stuff, like we had problems. Um, and sometimes, you know, we'd have to let a project sit there for a month. Um, and I think that's why I think I've, ha I've probably said it four or five times now, but having a, a weekly communication at least with the customer is, uh, does wonders. As long as the customer is aware of what's happening and, um, is up to date on everything, uh, has a current bill, um, man, it, it goes so much farther in the end because everybody's happy. Everybody's on a, you know, they're, they're, they're in the known, um, you know, nothing's being hot, nothing's being hidden. Like we're not promising stuff that, uh, we're not gonna be able to with, or, you know, uphold. Um, and you know, we ran into that. That's, uh, it's kind of inevitable and it's a learning thing. Um, excuse me, but, um, I think more than anything though, uh, and then billing is another thing, you know, somebody asked, you know, I had a guy ask me today, Hey man, how much is it going to be to put uh, nine inch axles in my, uh, in my Ford front and rear? Uh, okay. Um, you know, I, I can't go into my QuickBooks and, uh, just pick a line item. Yep. Ford custom nine, nine, nine inch axles. Um, and a lot of that, uh, what I do, a lot of that is, um, I bill hour hourly. Um, I can get a rough idea. Usually um, I always tell people aim at the higher side and don't short yourself because this is the easiest industry in the world to short yourself on money wise and uh, time wise. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it's something that it's taken a long time to kind of really realize, like, I, I have no problem donating some time, especially, you know, just it's kind of nature of it. When you love something, it it is what it is. Um, and, but I think, being able to um, have a general idea and aiming at the higher side of that, uh, that price tag that they're, you know, what their budget is or something. Um, and knowing that up front, it, it's key. You have to, uh, I think it's, it's a definite must for sure. We've got a, uh, a listener message into us and he said, Hey, you gotta have Cody on the podcast. Um, I am a welder or he's learning it. And he said, I want to be yep. like him in the future. And we've kind of touched on a lot of it so far, really inadvertently. And I'm just taking a stab here because I don't truly know. 
but I think you can learn how to weld. Somebody can teach you, you can practice, you can push yourself, you can judge yourself, have other people judge you on the actual physical skill. But I imagine yep. it's much harder to find out some of the things you've talked about, like your creativity, your functionality, the timelines, billing, um, marketing, if you know, hiring employees, um, managing them, all these other things. Like I've personally found in my niche, there was none yep. of that. Nobody told me how to do it. There's no handbook. There's no Google page I could go to that said, this is how you do it. I had to learn it on the fly. So I really wanted to give this listener Mm -hmm. An inside look through your experience of the things that he could potentially face and others who are yeah. listening that maybe they don't even, maybe they're not even welders or fabricators. Yeah. Maybe they want to sure. do something on a storefront, start an online business, <laughs> do any sort of career that's out there. And there's things yep. that you're not told or things you don't think about. So looking back on your experience from, you know, college, John Deere, tractors, you know, through Firepunk to starting your own business, what are you know, a couple things or a handful of things that you would tell somebody, I wish I knew this when I started, but here, I'm going to give you this, this kind of knowledge and save you some time. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh, on that, there's, there's a lot, um, you know, you, you mentioned, um, you know, self uh, or you, you're your own critic or you're your own best and worst critic. Um, and I, I'm self-taught on all this as well. Um, you know, we, we all kind of were uh, growing um, at the fi at Firepunk and just me, me in general. Um, you know, uh, I think if there's, if, there's a couple, if there's a couple things that I could tell anybody and everybody uh, as far as getting into um, anything, uh, opening a business on your own in general, I mean, it, it's going to be scary. I mean, you know, I, I'm, still fresh in it uh but you know what i uh you almost feel like you get that lost lost puppy dog feeling i guess is what i called it um you know in the end um it you have to you have to put every ounce of your effort into it um man i've uh i i will i, I will work until it's done that's just kind of mentality that i've always had um as far as getting things done and um you know facing what's in front of me um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, I, I think for one thing that I've learned, uh, finance finances and, um, having your money in line and having inventory, like, uh, I, I can't hound on inventory enough. It was something that we struggled with tremendously, um, in every past place that I've worked, um, having that lined out, uh, that saves you more one headache Two, it makes easier to sell parts. Um, it just, it makes easier to push quality you know, products that you have, um, you can see what's there. You can see how much money you have in inventory. You can see what, what's available. Hey, you know, so you don't run into those problems of not being able to find vibrant clamps. That's prime example. If I would have known that we didn't, we only had two in stock, but I needed four. Well, if I would have had inventory, I wouldn't got, I would have gotten alert that, you know, saying that, uh, they would have been out of stock or I needed to order more and I probably could have saved myself. Um, that for one, uh, I mean, man, inventory is, probably one of the biggest things uh, I can hound on. Um, and another thing I think, um, and it, take this for what it is, but, uh, enjoy the ride, uh, man, I have, uh, I have beat myself down more times than I, anybody that knows me knows, uh, I'm hard on myself, uh, in some ways, probably too much, um, at one point. Um, 
but you know, um, I always, I, I always strive to be, always strive to be better. I mean that for sure. Um, and you know, taking everything just to the front and, um, not trying to, uh, you know, always make an excuse to do it and not make an excuse not to do it. We all, we're all guilty of it and we do it all every day. Um, it could be anything from cutting the grass to throwing a piece of trash away or getting up and just going and putting in the trash rather than throwing it across the shop. We're all guilty of stuff like that. Um, but I think the more you hold yourself accountable for your actions and for what you do, um, it's something that I've had to learn. You know, I'm, I'm a young kid in the game too. And uh, man, I, I've let it get to my head before. Um, I think uh, I would, I'd be ignorant saying uh, I, I haven't let it, um, you know, but I've always tried to, you know, keep yourself humbled um, and surround yourself with good people. Um, and like, you know, I mentioned a couple of the guys that uh, they run extremely successful businesses and talking to them a bunch and being on a friendship level with them um, has helped me a ton. Um, and I guess getting to that point with them was just being present. Um, if there was a race, a sled pool, or anything, anything that I could go to or be around or conversation that I could be around, man, I was there. Uh, I was, I, you know, I was like a, a tick on your leg. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I always wanted to be around it and learn more, learn about the industry, uh, how to better myself. I mean, that that's what it comes down to in the end. We're all doing this to be better. And, um, you know, not, not being afraid to try new things. I, I think I can't speak about that enough, I think, too especially in the fabrication industry, um, because, you know, you think, uh, you know, I, I'm guilty of it. I'll be like, yeah, that's, you can't, you know, that that's, that's as good as I'm going to be able to do. Well, I can promise you it's probably not um, because you, you can always do better and you'll see something uh, like I was mentioning about different uh, industries all over the world. Um, you, you'll see something on a, on a race car or an F1 car and be like, man, you know, what if I, what if I did this to that? And, you know, you'd put some time in and figure it out. And you're like, you incorporate it into your own ideas and wow, now I have a product that's even better. And, um, that process, I think, uh, is something that'll never end. Um, and not being afraid to try new things, um, is, I mean, you know, for three, I guess three things on, uh, you know, what I would tell somebody is, yeah, not being able to, not being afraid to try new things, um, and growing um, a good work ethic. I mean, I can't stress that enough. Showing up and being there every day. And I mean, you know, that's a, that's a lot easier said than done, especially when you're burning hours. Um, and I, I would go I would go months and months of working 100-hour week, 80, 100-hour weeks, like it was nothing. Um, not saying it's a healthy thing to do. Um, not saying it's a good thing to do. But just being consistent with your, with your, uh, your schedule or your um, – uh, you know, just your daily routine. I mean, you need to have that to be, uh, be kind of grounded, um, and focus on your work, I guess, if that makes sense. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's definitely a big thing and pushing yourself, you know, just to, I can name more stuff off like that every day, but, um, just pushing yourself and like, if, if something, if you know, it's going to take five minutes longer for a pro for a, a product to be better, um, then do it. Um, you know, I don't care if, uh, I, I kind of always looked at it from the standpoint of, yes, I always want paid for my work and yes, I always want to be, uh, you know, ha have some kind of monetary, you know, I not always need monetary, uh, things from it as far as, you know, money per se. Um, but 
man, I wouldn't care if I didn't get paid for that five minutes because at the end of the day, I'm happier with it. Like I, I knew I took all of my steps and all my processes that I've, um, you know, grown from trial and error over the years and am able to be content with the product that I give out. And I have no, uh, no hesitation on saying, yeah, I built that. Like that, you know, I gave, I gave it, I gave it my all. Um, when I can look back on a project and say that and not lie to myself and just being honest with myself, uh, that goes a long way. And it, it adds that confidence that you need to be able to venture into new avenues. If it's going from, uh, you know, building the turbo kit to building the chassis for a full car, uh, it, it all correlates over. So yeah, that yeah. kind of answers some of that. It's, it's really, it, it's always been interesting to me <clears throat> to cover even things I don't know anything about. Like I couldn't tell yep. you the first thing about welding. I could just tell mm -hmm. you, Oh, that looks pretty cool. But it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the, I'm trying to find the right words for it, but it's like, when we were talking about doing this episode yeah. and you'd mentioned, Hey, um, you know, this is what I've done and I've just, you know, kind of ventured out on my own is that interests me to want to have a conversation because you see a different side of it that you probably didn't see say two years ago or five years ago. And I love to be able to capture that aspect to it. Cause whenever somebody reaches out to me or the podcast and says, Hey, can you talk to this person? I want to do what they do. Or I want to be like <laughs> them. I feel an obligation to be able to give them as clear of a picture of what they're going to face as possible because yeah. I know they're not going to hear it anywhere else. So yeah. if one of the things that, that uh, kind of stuck with me when you're talking about, you know, things to do, things that helped you. One thing that I've heard a lot of really successful people either tell me on the podcast or things I've just listened to on my own yeah. is balancing rest. Um, uh, you say what now? Sorry, balance, like balancing rest, um, time away, oh. time to like <laughs> recenter. And, you know, you mentioned doing hundred hour work weeks, 80 hour work weeks. And I yep. think of being, you know, younger, getting into an industry, I find what I want. I'm passionate about it. I go zero to a hundred. I'm working hard. I'm making cool stuff. I'm learning things, balancing stuff. I'm staying late. I'm probably taking time away from friends or family. I'm not taking vacations. How, you know, did LaVon or somebody else or somebody else, you know, say, Hey, this is something you got to have some rest time. You got to have some time to kind of recenter. How does that factor into all this as well? I mean, it factors in, uh, in every, in every way. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think this is a topic I could probably talk a, a ton on, um, you know, and, um, you know, there's no, uh, there's no hiding it. Um, it, pushing yourself is, uh, is a great thing and being able the first, you know, put it into perspective, you know, until you work a hundred hour a week, you people, I mean, I, I've told people I've worked a hundred hour a week and I mean, they'll look at me with eyes like, ha, what, what do you mean? And it's like, well, I mean, there's X amount of days in a week. Like that's easy. Um, and I all like, you know, you, people will say, you know, it, they'll have the ignorance of saying, and I, I've said it before, you know, you can sleep when you're dead type thing. Um, it's, I mean, it's true, but, um, at the same flip side, you, uh, not, not sleeping, um, not being, uh, not having healthy sleep, uh, as far as, you know, I'll be the first to admit sleeping on the couch in the shop, sleeping on the floor, sleeping on the top of my toolbox. I, I've done it. Uh, I've done it for days on end. Um, 
And looking back, I wouldn't trade. I have no regrets. Never have. Uh, I don't think I ever will. Um, you always have to learn from your mistakes, what you've done. Um, but I definitely have worked myself into a hole before um, as far as, you know, it getting sleep um, and getting good rest is an absolute must. Um, and here in the last, uh, you know, six weeks and, or whatnot, um, LaVon would hound on me. I mean, LaVon gave me the keys and let me do uh, some great, you know, let me do great things. And I mean, he would tell me all the time, like, you should go home. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, I'm, I, I don't want to go home. Like, well, I'm fine. Well, reality, looking back at it now, I was like, I need to go to bed. Like, I haven't slept in a day and a half. Like, I'm just trying to get this project done. I'm trying to do this. Um, and, you know, working on my, per you know, I have my personal car, you know, my personal race car, personal race truck. Like, man, I'd, I'd work my eight, 10 hour day. And then I'd work another seven on mine. It'd be, and I would do that for weeks on end, um, three, four hours of sleep a night. Like, it, it's not healthy. Um, they call, you know, when people work that time, they call it the graveyard shift for a reason. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think the uh, the older generation saying, I told you so type thing, uh, it definitely plays into this some. Um, and, you know, it uh, it's definitely, I've had my, uh, over the last two years, if uh, I, I'd say, I'd say in the last three years, um, if you'd have came to me three years ago and said, hey, you know, uh, I mean, depression, you know, having a bad mental state is a real thing. Uh, I'd have laughed at you. I mean, I knew it was a real thing, obviously, but I, I would have laughed at you. I've been like, it's not. It's all up here. And turns out it is all up here. Um, but you you work long enough um, and bear yourself. And, man, I, uh, I, you know, we'll talk it all out. Like, um, you will um, – I, I pushed a lot out of my life um, simply – to get better. I, I mean, when I mean laser focus on racing and welding laser focus, it didn't matter what it was. Uh, I I'll cut it. I'd cut it out of my life. Like, Hey, want to go on a week long trip to the Bahamas? No, I'm going to sit here and weld some tubes. Like not even think, you know, not even, not even second guess it. Um, Hey, you want to go out on a Friday night? No, I'm in the shop. Sorry. Sunday. Hey, you want to go get breakfast on Sunday? No, I'm in the shop. Sorry. Like that. That I mean, that was me to a T. Um, I think uh, anybody that's worked with me in the past can definitely say that, and, or definitely attest to that. Um, it affects your mood uh, primarily. Like as far as now being where I'm at now in my life, as far as with running my own shop um, and growing this into what I hope it becomes, and not having a a positive attitude and a clear headspace is everything. Um, and it, it really is if you, you need to have the ability to push yourself to the end, like it, it push yourself when I mean to the end, like work those late nights, you're going to have those, uh, it's inevitable. And if you say you don't, then you're not pushing hard enough. You're not doing enough. I, and I, I'll, you know, I'll hold my word to that to some extent, but at the same time, like you, you need health, like you need to be healthy to be able to function at a high level and be able to work. Like, you know, if you go five or six days with, I mean, I, I can get six hours. I'm good. Uh, and you know, scientists, all that kind of stuff or I'll argue that I think well, that's a whole nother topic in that, but, um, you know, six, six hours, I, I feel great when I wake up. I mean, I think I slept five last night, you know, call it what it is, but, um, you know, I've, uh, 
and it worked myself. I, I worked myself into some holes, you know, um, it caused me to lash out during the day or whatever it was, or somebody would bug me about a, a you know, uh, call it a dumb question, you know, to them, it's probably a hard question to me. I'm like, well, just do that. Like, why are you asking me? Um, it'll make you short. Um, and it'll, it'll make people not like you. Uh, that's a man. I'll, I'll be front frontal about it. Like it, it will. Uh, and it took me, I, I, I think I took it a little too far. Um, as far as nothing else matters besides this welder and doing this, like I, I'm going to be great at this regardless of what it does. Um, how much are you willing to sacrifice type thing? I think kind of comes into that and I'll sacrifice all of it for it. Um, looking back at it now, uh, you know, having a little bit of a different mindset with that and not just laser focusing on that, I guess, uh, or pounding that saying into my head. Um, I shouldn't have done that for sure. Um, but at the same time it had, had, had benefit to it. Like, I mean, you name it and I, I'll weld it. And like what we were able to grow and man, like if you'd have told me six years ago, we would be building these, these turbo kits on these semis and man, I mean, not to speak numbers and these chassis and all this stuff, but we went from doing penny work, you know, five, $10,000. Like that's an awesome job, man. To now these guys are spending 150 to $200,000 or I mean more, uh, on a street truck just because they see the quality of work. And that for me, that's kind of what linked those two together, I guess. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not, I do not want to lose that. That's the vision that I, I have seen that's, and it's coming to fruition and I don't want to lose it. So I just kept burying and burying myself. Um, and, you know, um, it definitely had its negative effect. Um, and probably, uh, I don't know if I'd, really admit it or not, but maybe in more bad ways than not. Um, as far as your, you know, your mental clarity, like, uh, I can't hound on that enough. Um, you need to have that ability to kind of just, but, you know, yeah, sorry. I was, was about to say a bad word. Um, <laughs> you need the ability to, uh, to kick butt all the time. And when the job's there, get it done at, at all costs. You need to have that. You need to be able to have that switch to turn on and off in your head. Um, I think, I think the older I've gotten, the more somebody's ripping out down the road in their Honda. Uh, <laughs> but um, you need to have the ability to turn that that switch on and off to get that rest, to be able to have the clarity to wake up in the morning and attack the day head on and have a clear like have a clear slate. Because if you go to bed at four in the morning and wake up at six for four days, and you give me a math you give me a math problem or a, a something book related wise in the morning when I'm on that schedule, uh, nine times out of 10, I'll probably mess it up. But if I get my good sleep and I, I'm ready to attack the day with a positive attitude, give it to me. I mean, even though, you know, math isn't my strong suit, surprisingly, it's the one, well, the one class I think in <laughs> high school or college, I think I would have, I, I should have listened to now looking back. Um, but yeah, um, you know, I, uh, and just staying true, staying true to your morals and, um, not and when I say morals, I, I mean you know your processes and uh, you know holding your standard. Uh, I, that's like I hold that probably like I did the work thing to me. Um, you know, always push to grow your standard. Um, 
but never dip below that. And, you know, and I, I understand money gets tight, money gets tough. I mean, I, I think we can all attest to that, but um, all, like if you're able to uphold your quality of work and always push to be better and always be pushing forward, the money will come. It will. Um, man, I went from, you know, I went from making pennies being the bottom of the totem pole, man, at a shop that I was like, this is the baddest thing in the world, baddest place to be, um, to, ha I mean, to working at a, a shop in a facility that, I mean, you're, there's not many places in the country you're going to be able to go and make that kind of money, um, especially in this industry. And, you know, uh, looking back at that, like, wow, I mean, it was impressive. Um, and I attest a lot of that to the hard work and stuff. Um, I think I just uh, call it young and dumb, uh, still young and dumb, I guess, to some extent. But um, yeah, uh, I, I never let my standard go below. I always pushed to be better. And it showed, um, you know, it's a even uphill uh, climb on that. And uh, I think uh, that's something I'll, I'll always tell people, like um, just because somebody wants something done quicker and cheaper and faster in the long run, nine times out of 10, it's probably going to come back to get repaired again. So if you would have just fixed it and done it the right way to begin with, you, it was saving you time in the long run. Um, yeah, I think so, it's you know, one of the things I'm really into sports and I love to follow different other industries yeah. entirely. And yeah. some of these people that are highly successful in them, they'll talk about that laser focus and they'll talk about, these amazing things that they accomplished, but during that process, they alienated their family, sometimes their kids, their spouse, yep. their friends, but they were on this path of being highly successful. But then they'll say, Hey, I, looking back, I should have done this, this, and this. And I always wanted to be able to take that and bring it to diesel or the automotive industry. Cause if I listen around, I don't hear this type of conversation very often or those insights, like you just mentioned. And I think that's a very valuable point for anybody looking to do what you do or do something similar or something entirely different is you obviously have ambition because you're self-taught and you worked yeah. on these projects and you pushed yourself and then you said, Hey, I want to start my own shop. And yep. I think it can be kind of easy to fall into that where you're just at a hundred miles an hour the whole time, all day, every day. And I've heard you know, people tell me, man, I close down my shop one day during the week because that's our rest day or I yep. do this or I step away or I turn it off. And I think you know, one of the, the key things just that I agree with you 100% you talk about quality. You talk about quality yeah. of fabricating things and building things or it could be anything yeah. or even what I do. So when I turn it off is when I feel I can't hold a standard. So if I'm too tired, I've been up too long, there's been too much and I can't maintain a standard that I set in my own head. That's how that's the only thing I've ever found that allows me to turn it off. Nothing yep. else. Just that because that's what people see. So your customers see it, whoever watches this or listens to it, sees it. And yeah. I think no matter what someone's doing or they want to get into this, you set your standard in your head. And if you feel you can't maintain it because you don't have enough sleep or you're in a bad mood or you've worked too hard or you're just exhausted, that's something I found that's really helped is shut it down till you can maintain your standard. Yeah. And, um, I, I think, uh, like, and I agree a hundred percent with that. Um, I do think, uh, there's a big variation in people too. I think everybody's going to have their own call it. Like you said, like until I can't like necessarily focus on one thing at a time, like, all right, shut it off. We're going inside. Uh, we're done for the night. You know, um, 
that is a definite uh for sure like and I, i've been there I'll, I'll stare like i mean there i can't even tell you how many times i'll i'll look at i mean a single tube uh you know a single intercooler pipe it could be i mean this long would be 12 inches long and have three radiuses in it and it'll be two in the morning and I'll look at this and I just can't flow it together in my head. Right. And I'm like, man, what the hell? Like, Oh, sorry. What the heck? Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll be able, I do apologize for any, you know, uh, any language. Um, and, um, you know, I try to, uh, I'll look at it like the heck, like, why can't I get it? Why can't I get it right? And, and to my own, end, the mind, the mind will fail a lot sooner than the body will, I guess. Um, you just, but you need the mind to do the work. Yeah. Um, and I just, out of my own ignorance, I would just push it. Uh, and you know, I, I think everybody has the ability to do that. Um, but I don't think it's the right way to do it. Um, I think, uh, finding your way and you, you're going to have to shut it off at some point. Like we both said, um, but don't just shut it off just because you're tired, I guess. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I know that's a vague thing to say. Like, I mean, it was two o'clock today and I was out. I, I mean, I, I'm nodding my head, just wanting to take a nap. It's like, man, snap out of it. Like you have to have that uh, mental intuity to kind of like just mentally, if, if you can mentally push through it, you're, you'll be 10 times better off. Um, and it, or you'll be able to do more um, because at the end of the day, like if you're eating healthy and you are getting good sleep, um, you, you are capable of 10 times more than you'll than your mind will probably ever tell you. Um, and, you know, on that as well, like this is also something that's somewhat entertaining and uh, it's kind of, you know, talking to you about it, I think will be kind of interesting. Um, different generations and, um, you know, and people, um, you know, me and you are a different generation. Um, you know, I, uh, when I see my grand, you know, I see my grandfather, he worked at his car dealership for such a long time and he kind of flatlined, um, as far as the work and what he was doing, he never kept pushing for the next that he got content, um, content, contentness or contentment, whatever you want to call it, whatever the correct term is language, you know, probably should have listened to, uh, probably should have paid more attention to that in school as well. And, um, you know, I think, um, you have to, uh, being content is a good thing on some levels. Uh, and I think kind of portraying this into different generations, like, you know, back in the day and, you know, even my parents, my grandparents, if you can, uh, fend for your family, raise your family, um, and take care of them, that that's all. And, you know, that definitely hold, still holds true to this day, I believe. But I also, I feel like a lot of people sold, that were great at things sold themselves short just because other people told them you've done enough or they, they, they got too content. Um, they got too cozy and comfy. Yep. Um, and I think always trying to find an avenue or not, not even something different can be in the same industry per se, but just pushing your mind. I think for one, uh, it does help with some of that mental clarity. It doesn't let you get brain fog, I guess, if that makes sense. Like at least for me, it has, um, if I can always keep my mind kind of chasing something, um, 
you know, it drastically helps me uh, just kind of, hey, like I can incorporate this to this, to this, to that, to this, to that. Call it what it is. Um, but I think, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to go with, um, yeah, just being content is a good thing. Um, but to a certain extent, like you, you need to always be growing in this industry or it will leave you behind. I mean, look where drag racing's came in the last 40 yeah. years. I mean, it just, it goes to show you have to grow with the industry. And if you fall off, you fall off. Um, I, I've seen it with some of my greatest friends um, and people that I looked up to in the industry that I, I don't even know where they're at anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's an unfortunate, it's a love hate relationship with the industry, I think. Um, but you know, uh, if it's what you love to do, that's, you have to love it. Uh, I, I will foremost, I guess to add that into it too, like you have to love it just as much as anything else in your life, if not more like um, I, I've let it consume my life. I mean, you know, everything I do is racing related. I, I can't go anywhere. You, if I go to a family function, how's the race cars? It's not, Hey, how's the nice haircut or something like that. It's all, how's the race cars? How's this? How's that? How's this? Um, uh, I've let it consume my life. Um, it has, definitely given me more friendships and everything friendships uh you know leaders you know uh people that have given me leadership advice um life advice i mean uh you know it's been great for my life um and everybody's going to grow differently in it um you know like i i pushed myself too hard for a while um and you know i i face those consequences for sure um and not afraid to say it um, and I think being able to say that now, like just, I mean, 10 times the clear headspace with it and, um, it's helped me. Um, but for people getting into it, um, man, like do it because you love it. Um, pushing yourself and just grow, like everybody's going to grow kind of at a different pace, but trusting the process. I know it's a generic term that tons and tons of people use, but man, I, I would say it on a daily basis. If something's not going right that day, guess what? Trust the process. It'll, it'll work out. I mean, it, it'll pan out in the long run. Um, just gotta let, gotta let it take its course, do your steps right. And things will fall on the line. Well, it was really cool to, uh, to chat with you and answer. Well, we got asked one question and I just expanded it into like 10 of them, but um, <clears throat> I think it gives people a really good insight into fabricating and a lot of other things, you know, that we touched on. So I hope that the listener that, uh, that asked definitely got his answer. But for those who are listening and they say, Hey, I saw that truck you worked on, or I've, I want my truck to look different. How can people find like either your website or find you on social media, check out what you're doing, maybe ask you questions, maybe about this podcast, maybe about something entirely different um, yeah. pertaining to building stuff. How do they find you? Um, so my, uh, my Instagram handle, uh, it's Cody underscore one uh, X precision. Um, my website's in the link, uh, Facebook. Uh, my name's Cody Fisher. Um, and you know, uh, I've, that's, uh, that's pretty much the basis. I'm out of Ohio um, just for reference. Um, and yeah, uh, you can find me at a diesel race. Uh, I I'm there. If, uh, if there's a racetrack and there's a diesel running around, there's a, there's a hefty chance you'll find me there, um, <laughs> or a sled pool or something like that. But yeah, I mean, anybody that, uh, I guess listener wise, um, man, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, 
life advice, things I've learned growing up um, in the industry and growing on my own, uh, feel free to ask. Uh, I, I, I want to see more people get into this. Uh, it's, it's not a dying thing, but it is. Working with your hands is something that is, uh, I, I hope I never live to see it gone, um, but you know, it is uh, less people are getting into it. So if you're into it or want to learn more about it or want to come shadow for a day for all I care, I mean, you're more than welcome to. So uh, yeah, find me on any of those platforms and uh, ask away. The The messages are open. Very cool. Well, thanks again for chatting with us and uh, sharing your story and talking to us about some really important topics. I, I definitely enjoyed it and yeah. look forward to seeing what you do in the future. Yeah. Awesome, Patrick. Well, hey, thank you again for the opportunity and uh, hopefully look forward to meeting you at some point along the line. I'm sure we'll run into each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to Kershaw.kaiusa.com. Use code 23Diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. Great way to save some money, get some really cool gear if you need a knife for EDC or hunting, fishing, around the job site. Um, they've got a ton of different options, really, to meet any budget, which is what's so cool about their lineup. Um, one of their newest models that they've released this year is the Duralock, which is priced right. The blade's made out of D2 steel. The opening mechanism is super smooth, keeps your fingers away from the blade when you open and close it. And they have different choices for blade shape, length, um, different handle designs. So definitely make sure, head on over, check them out. And if you're in the market, use code 23diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. Also, our friends over at ATS Diesel, they've got a complete lineup of upgrades for your older truck, your newer truck. If you're in the market for a transmission, converter, rebuild kit, turbo kits, exhaust manifold, they've got a ton of different products for Cummins, Duramax, Powerstroke. Make sure and head on over to ATSDiesel.com. Check them out. If you got questions, reach out to them. Um, they're more than happy to help you. Make sure that you get the right upgrades for your truck. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters. Tyler Lowen at 23Diesel, John, J. Cole, all of our other uh, Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube, podcast apps, or on any of our social media pages. We appreciate your support here in year seven of the Diesel Podcast and look forward to bringing you more of the content that you guys want to hear in 2023. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.